Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling November 22nd edition here on F4W Online. And we got NXT to talk about today. Uh, first of all, welcome, everyone. Uh, today is certainly going to have a couple of interesting topics because we got some, some returns, some new debuts, you name it. We had it. We kind of got a bit to go over here tonight. I thought that today's show was for the most part. Um, it was okay. I thought it was an okay show. We had a pretty good main event tonight, obviously with uh, some of the other items that we're going to be talking about. It gives us a little something to, uh, you know, to go over. We are still, I think they said about two weeks away from NXT deadline. So we're making our way into their last and final premium live event of the year. So things should be picking up uh, more so uh, as we get closer and closer to NXT deadline. But I think tonight definitely got us uh, um, the ending of NXT, I thought today kind of felt a little uh, exciting, but well, let's get into that. Uh, before we do, uh, we already got some super chats rolling in. Thank you so much to those of you who are sending those. If you want to get your question, your comment, your hot take, whatever it is, uh, if you just want to help support this podcast, you are more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat and I will make sure uh, to read those here on the show. But we got our first one here today from Steven, uh, who says, uh, watching while making a pie for thanksgiving guys it's finally the holidays i'm so excited even though i'm actually not doing anything for thanksgiving this year in terms of like uh with family this year because i ended up so this was months and months and months ago like when vince mcmahon was still in charge of wwe this is how far back uh i got some some very very on sale tickets to go to canada uh for flights and they were so cheap okay and if you guys have been flying anywhere or traveling anywhere you guys know that flights are ridiculously expensive right now to like literally anywhere and so i got really lucky and i found like 200 tickets to go to canada so um so we decided to take a little vacation so i'm leaving on thursday to go to canada uh to vancouver i think is where i'm going so i'm technically not doing anything for thanksgiving per se but i'm still going someplace but either way we're getting into the holiday spirit which is nice uh howdy ho is not a bot sends in a super chat saying scripts is reggie right uh right you are and i know that most of us weren't expecting uh reggie to be scripts uh, to be honest uh, there's a lot of that that we weren't really expecting we'll get to that we will get to that because I think that's going to be our hottest topic of the evening, uh, aside from the ending. But thank you so much to Heidi Ho. It's not a bot for getting us going with these super chats. Uh, we got another one here from David Rivera. Thank you so much to David for sending this in as well. All right. So here we go, guys. Let's get into this. We're going to go through everything chronologically as I normally do. There's going to be some things we talk about more than others as we get go on throughout the show. Toxic Attraction opened up NXT tonight. And this was pretty straightforward. Uh, this was Mandy coming out and cutting a promo. As you guys know, last week, Shawn Michaels announced the Iron Survivor Challenge. And we spoke about that in depth last week. And we still don't know who the participants in this are going to be. We're going to find out next week. Shawn Michaels is going to be making the announcement of who the five men in the Iron Survivor Challenge are going to be and who the five women in the Iron Survivor Challenge are going to be. Um, on top of that, so we had Mandy Rose basically coming out and talking about this because as you all know, as it was announced last week, whoever wins on the women's side 
will go on to face uh, Mandy Rose if she's still champion. I mean, I don't know if she's going to have a match at NXT deadline. I don't know. I don't think they've said anything. So if she, I mean, I doubt she'll be losing the title uh, anytime before this. I have a feeling that whoever wins on the women's side for the Iron Survivor Challenge, whoever the number one contender becomes, I have a feeling that's going to be the person that defeats Mandy Rose. So she comes out there and she's basically, you know, talking about this match and talking about, you know, the person who's going to face her. Then you got Gigi and JC there with her. And they're basically saying that they're focused right now. They want to uh, get back the NXT women's tag team title. So that's kind of where we're at with this. We have Kaden and Katana who come out and actually get a little bit of mic time today. I like this for them because what's the number one thing that I've literally been saying every single week with our women's tag team champions? With Kaden and Katana, it feels like we owe... I hate to say this, but I feel like I always forget that they're tag team champions. And the reason for that is we like they're I don't know. They're always in the backgrounds. They're always in the shadows. It's like they're easily forgotten, uh, which is not what you want from your women's tag team champions. So I've been saying this, like, let them go out there more, put a little bit more focus on them, considering they're your champions. And they're actually very likable as a team. And whenever they're out there, I always like them if they're doing anything, especially in ring wise. I love them as a team together uh so i was happy that they actually had a little something today um so i'm assuming we're probably for nxt deadline it seems like we're going to be getting gg and jc uh no i have a fee i have a fee you know what i can see them doing uh a three on three actually to kind of avoid keeping mandy doing a singles match i have a feeling we're going to see kaden and katana maybe with somebody else maybe uh maybe Uh, I don't know who the third person would be against Toxic Attraction or they're going to go the direction of uh, Toxic Attraction versus uh, Kaden and Katana. I don't think they should do a tag team match because I don't even because we've already been there with toxic with uh, Gigi and JC as tag team champions. So truthfully, I don't even think I want to see that match per se. I would rather see a three on three situation here. So I hope that's where we're leading to uh, for NXT deadline in regards to this. But this was pretty much uh, what we got here. We got Kaden and Katana going right after toxic attraction after some words and they all brawl. So that was kind of the start of NXT here today we got a super chat here a very generous one from Heidi Ho it's not a bot who says I'm gonna go finish watching NXT I just got home from Myrtle Beach on vacation so I'm a little behind I'll finish watching this afterwards thank you so much to Heidi Ho uh I don't want to give you any spoilers and this show has pretty much all the spoilers uh but thank you so much for sending in uh this super chat I really appreciate it a whole lot um okay so That was the start of NXT today with Toxic Attraction. Let's get into Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu because I think this is definitely leading to um, what could be a massive change for Wendy Chu. So for those of you who do not know, basically the whole story here behind uh, Cora Jade and Wendy Chu is that Cora Jade is the cool girl. You know, she's the mean girl. We know that she was the mean girl to Roxanne Perez. I freaking love Cora Jade as a heel. I seriously cannot get enough of her as a heel. Um, she, And I tweeted this out and I really love the feedback that it got because a bunch of people were like, yes, I agree. Uh, Cora Jade has legitimately been the person that one of the people that I have legitimately enjoyed seeing her 
grow in terms of her character development on NXT. She has really started coming into her own. Uh, I know there's a lot of what you can say bad acting on NXT sometimes. There's a lot of like really cheesy, corny, like bad acting. And I will say that I don't think Cora Jade is one of those. She is definitely not. I feel like she really has nailed it down when it comes to her heel row. So I do want to go ahead and point that out. But Here's what we got here. So basically, Cora Jade has been making fun of Wendy True, saying that she was never the popular girl. She was always, you know, basically cast aside on the outside looking in. And Wendy True said, you know, Cora Jade's out here bringing up all this past stuff about me, etc. Right. So it kind of is getting to Wendy True. And for the most part, Wendy True has been this very happy go lucky, uh, you know, shops at Claire's kind of person. But it seems that Cora Jade is finally perhaps breaking Wendy Chu here. So anyways, during this match, we got a pretty decent match. There was a moment where um, Corey Jade wants to use the kendo stick on Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu avoids it, but then afterwards she gets her hands on uh, the kendo stick and she is tempted to use it on Cora Jade. This basically ends up with, with Wendy Chu and the referee kind of going, uh, you know, he's trying to get that away from her. And so he's end up being distracted by Wendy Chu. In the meantime, Cora Jade is like opening up her drink and she ends up pouring it on the face of Wendy Chu, hits her with a DDT and gets the win here. So normally I am not really that big of a fan when it comes to these uh, types of finishes where you throw a drink in someone's face, hit a move and that's the end. Uh, I'm to be honest, I just there are certain things that I can't buy. And if someone throws a soda in my face, yeah, I'll be shocked. I get it. Like, I'll be shocked. And it's a really easy way just for them to capitalize on you. But it's still not my favorite way to see somebody lose. But I guess I'm going to completely ignore that just for the fact that what we got afterwards kind of got my uh, interest level here. So Wendy Chu, as we know, has been having this very interesting character in the sense that it's not necessarily ideal it could have been like a hot mess right it could have been like a disaster it could have been etc right she is always going out wrestling in bunny slippers and pajamas and uh, she has her sleeping mask and ponytails very very childlike so it's a character that a lot of people may not be they may not take it seriously. While it's lovable, you may not be able to take it seriously. And even though Wendy Chu goes out there and she has phenomenal matches, uh, it, I think the character has gotten in the way of seeing her maybe rise in those ranks on NXT. So with that being said, after this match, Wendy Chu starts crying because she lost to Cora Jade and the way that she starts crying, um, please, Wendy Chu, consider her career in acting because her crying was uh, freaking phenomenal. Uh, I don't know anybody here, if you watched Wendy Chu crying and you did not feel an ounce of pity or sadness or sympathy for Wendy Chu, you are made of stone, my friend, because I wanted to cry seeing Wendy Chu looking like she was, well, all breaking down and she was crying really sad and this and that um yes her 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 crying face was definitely heartbreaking so thumbs up on that uh so this leads to many wondering does this mean we are seeing the downfall of Wendy Chu and by that do you think we're going to get a character change for Wendy Chu 
Um, it seems to me that if she's out there crying and, uh, you know, things aren't going so great for her anymore, I have a feeling that this is going to be a slow progression into a character change for Wendy Chu. So uh, I hope it is. As much as I liked what she's doing right now, like I said, it's lovable. It's more so that I just feel like there's a ceiling for her with that character. So onwards and upwards but we got a super chat here from sheldon jackson who says do you think they'll do a six woman tag with all the titles on the line um ooh, i mean that would be good if they did that i like i said earlier i feel like they're going towards the direction of doing a three on three so i feel like that would be the most um i feel like that would be the, the thing that they should do especially if you want to get all these people on the show and then keep in mind that they're doing the Iron Survivor Challenge, which is going to take up a little bit of the show. So I kind of hope that they do a uh, six-woman tag. I don't know if all the titles will be on the line. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, David Rivera sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to David, who says, Taylor Swift concert fund, hashtag male Swifty for life. Uh, thank you so much, guys. As you all know, I am still paying that Capital One credit card for my Taylor Swift tickets. Uh, it's going to be a bit till I pay that one off. Uh, don't worry. I'm here and I'm ready to work. Uh, thank you so much to David Rivera for the generous super chat. Um, okay, so... We got a lot of people saying that Cora Jade is so good, that she's improving. Uh, and a lot of people are definitely saying that uh, Wendy Chu is going to be getting a character change or rather that she needs a character change. Uh, so yeah, I feel you guys on this one and I don't disagree on any of that again. All right, so uh, moving on, we got a quick vignette where Apollo Crews is writing in his journal again, his thoughts on facing Braun Breaker. Cool, moving on from that. Javier Bernal, I'm interested to see what you guys thought of this one because I actually wasn't the biggest fan of this uh I liked the concept I just don't think that I don't know it didn't really stick for me uh so Javier Bernal is doing an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell and he's basically gives her a list of all these people he wants to fight and it was supposed to be funny right so he's mentioning people like Elon Musk he's mentioning Drake uh not Drake Maverick like Mackenzie thought but Drake the rapper um and there was another person that they didn't name, but they were saying, oh, this person's retired. Uh, so make that for who you will. Uh, so this was supposed to be really funny in terms of, you know, he's going out there all out and wanting to wrestle all these random people. Uh, it didn't really work for me. Uh, and I, again, I liked the idea. I just didn't feel like the natural. See, when you do comedy bits, guys, you either have it or you don't. There are people that can pull off the comedy stuff very, very well and very naturally. I mean, it just comes naturally. Some people are naturally funny. And I don't think I really got that one with this uh, segment here. So this one was a little bit of a fail for me, but I liked the attempt. I liked the attempt here. Um, all right, so here we go. Moving on from this. This is actually pretty funny. Dan says, uh, Javi may be a jobber, but the dude has ambition. That's true. He's still been portrayed as a jobber on NXT, but the dude wants to face Elon Musk, Drake. I mean, if you get Elon Musk on WWE or Drake, like, let's be real. There's going to be some ratings going into that. Um, and chances are they ain't going to be wrestling Javier Bernal if that happens. <laughs> so, yes, I agree. Ambition is there. Can't blame the guy. 
for wanting some ambition. Uh, Chase Elliott says, dude said he wanted to fight Drake the Rapper. Christopher Smith says, it gave me flashes of WCW with Jericho's list. Um, you know, and that's obviously whenever we see a list in wrestling, we're going to go to that, but to totally different things. Like w one was really funny and great. And the other one was just like, whatever. Um, alrighty. So uh, moving on from this. Let's get into a segment that I really enjoyed. And this was actually a match that I really liked, but I really enjoyed this match so much more so than I thought. Uh, on paper, if you were like, on paper, I really just, my interest level was just a straight line. It wasn't up, it wasn't down. Uh, but I ended up liking this so much more. I feel like I came out a bigger fan of both of these two competitors. And I'm talking about Kiana James and Ivy Nile. I loved this match today between both of these women. Uh, Kiana James, I feel like this was the first match that I, and probably I'm forgetting some other ones, but to me, tonight kind of felt like the first I was seeing Kiana James in a different light is what I'm trying to get at here. I feel that today she looked really impressive. She held her own there with Ivy Nile. During this match, I thought, like when it kicked off, I thought, oh, well, you know, Ivy Nile clearly has to get the win here. There's no shot in hell that they're going to give Kiana James the win, etc. But as this match progressed and as I was seeing Kiana James get more and more offense on Ivy Nile, part of me changed my mind. I kind of wanted to see Kiana James pick up the victory here. And that was only because I was really enjoying the work that she was doing in this match. So I was a real big fan of this. Like when she did the inverted backbreaker, um on Ivy Nile and then afterwards kept like going after her back. She got her with a couple of knees uh, to the back of Ivy Nile. I liked all of that, like little bits of, you know, consistency with all of that. Uh, Ivy Nile finally gets, you know, the upper hand later on in the match. You know, she's talking about, uh, excuse me, she hits her with a bunch of, uh, she gets her with a combo of kicks to, uh, to Kiana James. Really love that. And finally, she wins via submission. I thought that both of these women got over for me in this match in positive ways. So even though Kiana James lost, it didn't matter. I thought she looked really good in this match. So I was a fan of this one. Um, and then afterwards, Fallon Henley comes out. And as you guys know, Kiana James has been trying to buy her bar. And Fallon Henley is not having any of it. So Fallon comes out uh, and she basically, you know, goes after Kiana. And they run, they pretty much run off they run off. So there. Um, <laughs> I liked this. Afterwards, we had a post-match where, excuse me, a post-match angle where the Creed brothers are basically calling out uh, in this year. So good stuff there. I thought this did very well for both Kiana and Ivy Nile. I will consider this a win here. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this. And Joan says, is Kiana James supposed to be a lawyer? She's a businesswoman. She's, she's a businesswoman. I think that's how I see it. She's a CEO, well, she has it on her little, on her uh, lower third. She has the CFO, CEO, CBO. I mean, I don't even know all the, all the acronyms. She has them all. Um, we got a quick uh, vignette from Isla Don, not Isla, Isla. Don't worry, I practiced. Um, <laughs> if you weren't here last week, You'll get it next time. All right. So Isla Dawn's out here doing this like very uh, witchy-esque type of um, vignette, right? So she's out there looking very, very just witchy. And she's got this black magic stuff. She's got the Ouija board. And oh, God, I hate all that stuff. Uh, anything black magic. Ugh. Ugh. I hate it. 
Well, for me, I hate it, but I love it for, for Isla Dawn. Uh, I think it's very, very cool. I will never get near it, but I like to see it on TV. So I'm excited to see uh, how they basically have her coming out here all bewitching and stuff. So I'm excited for this type of uh, thing added to NXT. Uh, so I take it she, you know, she was out there basically calling out Alba Fire, saying that they're going to have so much fun together. I mean, clearly they are because Alba Fire is out here with all the fire. And then Isla is basically, you know, holding up these scary ass candles and the Ouija board. Ooh, terrible. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's laughing at me. Guys, it really gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like when it comes to that stuff, I'm like, nope, ain't touching that. No, thanks. The only things that I will do is do the tarot cards. I love that. And I remember I told my aunt that I did that and she was so mad at me. She was like, Denise, you're just inviting the devil into your home. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. And I did get my, my hand read too. I love doing that too. And my aunt was so pissed at me. She was like, how could you? <laughs> so anytime, like I remember when I went to New Orleans and uh, for those of you, I don't know if you guys know this, but they have a lot of that like black magic type of stuff, like the voodoo things. I went into one of those stores and it's very fascinating. I went in and got out as fast as I could because even though it's like interesting and intriguing, it's scary as hell. So I'm out on that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't touch that stuff. <laughs> Darth Steven says, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we got, here we go. It's time, everyone. This is what everybody has been waiting for. Um, and then it's time to talk about scripts. So ladies and gents, scripts. Um, where do I begin? All right. So when we first started getting these um, voice recordings from scripts, he was, you know, sending all these messages and this voice was like, you know, all messed up and whatever, right? He was trying to hide his personality and he was coming off like robotic. So that's what he was doing, right? And I remember at first we were like, oh, it's scripts of faction because scripts is not the name of a singular person. Like I would never name one person scripts. Maybe I would name a group scripts, maybe, but I wouldn't name one person scripts. So that was one of the topics that we had. And we were seeing, you know, vandalism and uh, there was times where the lights were going out. So we were getting a lot of like retribution type of vibes. And so I was imagining scripts the way that I pictured scripts. I imagined maybe somebody with a, um, you know, black clothes, just like a black, just black everything, you know? I don't know, black turtleneck, black pants, black shoes, maybe a black mask, nothing too creative. I wasn't thinking, you know, I'm not a designer. I can design clothes. I was just thinking very, very generic, all black. All right, sue me. That was my idea of scripts. Uh, scripts kind of reminded me too. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys ever watched Pretty Little Liars, but when they have A, A, the you know, it's part of the whole freaking series of Pretty Little Liars. Scripts kind of reminded me a little bit of A, just a tad bit um, from Pretty Little Liars. So that was originally where my thought process was when it came to what scripts was going to be and all of that. And at the exact same time, we were also getting these um, these video vignettes for uh, the former T-Bar, uh, Dijak, who we're going to talk about later on. And there were some people that thought that maybe those two things were coincided, but it was clear that both things were completely separate, right? But anyways, so 
we get the in-ring debut today of Scripps. And I got to pull up the picture here, guys, because this, me describing it, ain't going to do it justice. And um, this was rough, guys. This was rough. And I'll tell you why. Actually, I don't even need to tell you why. I'll just show you in a hot second as soon as this is uploaded. And this was a hot mess because given the way that they did all of this, the vandalism, the messages, you just imagined something totally different. I don't think you guys really imagined this. Now, I don't want to throw any shots at Reggie because I'm very excited that Reggie's getting an opportunity. Uh, we had not seen uh, Reggie wrestle on uh, Raw since June 27th in a battle royal that I can't even remember. The last time he was even seen on WWE television was on the September 5th edition of Main Event where he lost to Shelton Benjamin. Um, and he, ever since Triple H basically became head of creative, um, he has not really been seen or used, but you know, we all saw him, uh, a lot in the 24 seven championship picture. So it's not even that scripts ended up being Reggie. That's the problem. No, it's this look guys, this mask, it is horrendous. It is so freaking bad. I don't know why they would let him go out wearing this. I think that this is the worst, the worst wrestling mask that I have seen at this level in terms of this is WWE we're talking about, guys. This ain't some like student pro wrestling school that like if, a, if you go to those, you know, those schools where you can watch the students perform and it's like their first, second match and a guy comes out in this mask. All right, no big deal. It's a student wrestling program. But on WWE television to have this kind of a mask, it's so bad it's so bad like why would they do that to him like i feel bad for reggie here um i would just do take off the mask man take it off get rid of it um the rest of the gear i didn't even pay attention too much to it but it looked for the most part okay it was passable but it was the mask itself that was just not good it just looks so cheap it looks so um god it just reminds you of like those old like 90s back in WWF era, bad mask that you would see these carry like these, uh, you know, wrestlers in. And it's like, oh, man, why would they do that to Reginald? Uh, so that was bad. I'm not a fan of the mask. And I really hope they change it up because I can't really take them seriously with the mask. Um, also, I wasn't really just expecting this type of uh, again, when you think of scripts and the built to scripts, I imagine more of a sturdy I don't know, tough guy. I didn't really imagine somebody that is coming out and is doing like all this more like, I, I don't know. I just, this was not what I was expecting whatsoever. It feel like it's turned into something totally different. It went into something being like uh, more of a rebellion thing to turning into something that feels a little bit more like circusy, hokey type of thing. So this was totally different. Like this doesn't even, for me, I don't feel like this connects. I feel like if you were to tell me if this would have came out as anything else, I would have bought it for what it, whatever it could have been, but it does not match the presentation that we were getting prior with the scripts thing. Uh, totally and completely different. Um, so there you go, guys. I don't know what to even say here. And yes, the crowd was chanting Reggie. Um, 
man, I'm looking at the rest of your guys' comments and they're not good. Everybody's saying it looks like a little kid drew this. It must be a rib. It looks like where's Waldo reminds me of Serpentical Mass, but uh, CJ20 says great moves, but hit his gear. Exactly. And that's the thing, like you can do, Reginald is perfect for NXT. Are you kidding me? He's perfect for NXT. Uh, I think he'll do great in NXT, but it's more so the 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 look. The look, why? Poor guy. You guys want to see it one more time? I'll pull it up one more time. Man, and like even the material, the material just doesn't look too good. It looks, I mean, I could have made this out of a t-shirt. It feels like it. And then the little things on the top, the little uh, flappy thingies, I don't even know what they're supposed to call. They remind me of pelones. For those of you who know the pelones candy, when you take out, you squeeze out the... The, there's this candy, it's called pelones, and you push it down and this candy comes out as hair and it's tamarindo, tamarindo candy, and it's so freaking good. But the way that it's coming out with the flaps, it, it's the same color as tamarindo, it's orange. So it reminds me of the candy, of the candy. So um, it's just bad, guys. It's just bad. Um, but there you go. The Cooch97 says, if you want a legit, authentic Lucha Libre mask, uh, go to Mexico and get one handmade and hand-stitched. I mean, you can literally get, like, guys, we're in freaking... 2020 almost 2023 you can get a good mask in a lot of places so it's like and for the resources that they have i mean they could have definitely done something better i mean god they could even have done those um so i think it was cricket wireless or i forgot which promotion like one of those marketing promotional tools that wwe does they were doing a thing where fans design t-shirts right and you get to vote and whichever one gets the most vote it's is actually made actually i think drew mcintyre the shirt that he was wearing on raw i think was one of the ones that was designed by a fan i'm not sure because i did click on those to see the to see i voted no, wait, I almost voted. I almost voted. I didn't vote because you had to actually give your information to Cricket Wireless. And I didn't really feel like doing that. But um, they could have done something like that where a fan designs it. I mean, there's very creative people out there that could have came out with something really freaking great. Um, so there you go, guys. Uh, unfortunately, they set them up pretty poorly so hopefully if this gets all resolved you know i'm looking forward to seeing what reggie will do on nxt just take off the mask let's just start there take off the mask let's press on but anyways he gets a win over guru raj and um that is that all righty guys also shout out to everybody here who's starving now for tamarindo the schism the schism since we are in the holiday spirit they are coming out with a new or they're creating a new holiday and basically they get a, what is supposed to be a fan out of the crowd and he ends up being sacrificed and put through a table for this new holiday uh they're christening it i guess but there's a line that i kind of found was really funny because <laughs> Ava Rain, she says, quote, blood relatives cannot guarantee a united family, but the schism can be counted on. I'm like, damn, girl, you're beefing with your own daddy, the rock now. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's what it is. Uh, so this was fine. Uh, very harmless. It's fine. 
I like the schism right now with Ava Rain. I said this from the beginning. I know a lot of people were trashing Ava Rain joining the schism. I thought it was odd, but for the most part, it's been okay. She's been going out there. She's been cutting these promos. She's getting more comfortable every week, and that's good. I see no problem with this. It is what it is. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, David Rivera says the schism segment is awesome. And pointing out that there was a sacrifice chant. Yes, there definitely was. Scoucher Boy says the sacrifice fan designed poor old Reggie's outfit. That would have been pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Jesus, I'm ready to choke right out. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, moving on from this, we got a video package with Braun Breaker. And he's, I think they're trying to show a little bit more of who Braun Breaker is outside the ring. So they have him, uh, you know, in the lake, in his boat, and he's fishing, and he's enjoying he's enjoying the quiet. Uh, I had no idea that Braun Breaker liked fishing. So there you go. We learned something new every single day. And that was pretty much him. Like, they're just trying to show, I think, a different side of who Braun Breaker is. I'm cool with that completely completely cool with that but yes i did not know that he enjoys fishing um so ruka versus zoe stark um this was actually let me do the final count here this was the third women's match of the night i think we had more women's matches tonight on nxt than we did men's matches and we had maybe we had a couple of maybe like four or five women's segments as well. So we had a lot for the women here tonight on NXT. That's for sure. I think we only had, let me see. We had the main event, which was the guys. We had pretty deadly, the pretty deadly match. That was obviously the guys. And we had scripts. Okay, so we ended up having three men's matches. And then we had the... um. Okay, so we're pretty much a tie here. Okay, it just seemed like we got way more women's matches today than we did for the guys. So that I think maybe it was because it was just so back to back to back to back that it felt a little bit more noticeable. Um, anyway, so we had Sol Ruka versus Zoe Stark here. Uh, this was a fine little match here. Uh, Zoe, you know, uh, Sol Ruka still kind of new to the NXT TV audience, obviously to us here too. Uh, she had a really nice drop kick. Uh, no wait. Zoe had a really nice drop kick onto Soruka, which I really liked. Zoe gets the win in this match. It was a fine match. This is really all just building up towards uh, Nikita, since you know Zoe and Nikita have been feuding ever since they are no longer a team after Zoe turned on her. Nikita comes back and she just comes in and she gets Zoe with two freaking rights and call it a day. So I thought this was good. Perfectly fine to continue on what they've been doing with uh, Nikita and Zoe here. So I'm expecting to see Nikita and Zoe at uh, NXT deadline. That seems like that's where they're going here. Um, all right, Pretty Deadly versus Andre Chase and Duke Hudson for the NXT tag team titles here. Uh, Pretty Deadly came in looking extraordinarily tanned, more tanned than usual. Um, this was a very uh, hokey kind of match, but it wasn't too terrible or anything like that. We got a hot tag to Hudson. He cleans the house, essentially. Hudson finally tags uh, Chase back into the match, but Chase is basically like not, it's not happening. So they have some community. Some miscommunication between both of them. And so Hudson ends up getting uh, Hudson boots Chase uh, with a high kick. And this basically leads to Hudson being thrown into the ring steps. Chase takes pretty deadlies. Uh, 
finisher. And that is how we end up seeing Pretty Deadly retain the titles. To be honest, I am still not on board with Chase U University. I know everybody's been rooting for me, but it hasn't happened just yet. Fine match though, not bad. But like I said, a little hokey for me. Roxanne Perez and Indy Hartwell will be wrestling next week on NXT. And we haven't seen Roxanne since uh, she defeated Cora Jade at Halloween Havoc. So I'm very excited to see Roxanne Perez return. Uh, I want her to come back. I want her to be announced for this Iron Survivor Challenge. If she's not announced, I'm going to be like, what the frick is going on? Uh, I think that Roxanne needs to be announced. And I she's my pick already for the Iron Survivor Challenge, even though I don't even know if she's going to be in it. Uh, I think she should be, and I think she should win it. That's where I'm at right now. Until maybe if they announce somebody else that I might want to see win more, then you know we'll go from there. But next week, we are going to be notified of who is going to be in both the men's and the women's Iron Survivor Challenge. All right, guys, before we continue on, we got just the main event to talk about. But before we close out the show, just a friendly reminder, I will be back this Wednesday, which is tomorrow, for AEW Dynamite Conversation. And it is going to be the fallout from AEW Full Gear. So we're going to be seeing, you know, the elites. We're going to be seeing... Um, uh, you know, William Regal scheduled to make a whole big thing. Uh, even Jade Cargill and Bow Wow are going to be shown their interaction, whatever. They've announced quite a bit for that show. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see. It's also Thanksgiving Eve. So make sure you guys tune into that show. Um, that is going to be tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Friday, I will not be here. I know, please do not get mad at me. As I mentioned earlier, I'm going on vacation. So I will not be here on Friday. I know. Don't worry. I will be back next week. But uh, that's where we're at. Let's get into Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, before we do, we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson, who says, Chase, you has a teachable moment every week, Denise, especially the way Chase looked at Duke after they lost the match tonight. I get it. You guys like all of that. It ain't for me. I pass. But thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for the super chat. If you guys want to send in super chats about how much you love Chase U, I am 100% on board with all of that. Uh, but seriously, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for uh, for the love here. And David Rivera says, where can I find TikTok, the TikTok videos? My TikTok videos can be found at at underscore Denise Salcedo. Across all social media, I have the exact same username and I post a bunch of TikTok videos if you want to see them. Unless you're not talking about my TikTok videos, you're probably talking about the NXT people's TikTok videos. My bad. Um, just search their names on TikTok. I don't know their usernames, but I'm sure you can find them on there. I'm pretty sure they're actually posting them. I don't know. I don't actually partake in TikTok. I post on TikTok, but I don't actually use the app. I don't know why. I'll start. All right. So. Wesley Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. This is the, <laughs> I was going to say, this is the kind of matches they need to have Wesley having to kind of prove himself as NXT North American Champion because Carmelo Hayes, I thought Carmelo Hayes was a freaking awesome NXT North American Champion. I didn't think he should have lost the title, period. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit upset right now. You now I just think about it. I'm a little bit upset. I would have liked Carmelo Hayes to stay champion this entire time and then have what we had uh, end the show with happen to Carmelo because I think it would have felt 
more of a big deal. But now it is very clear to me that Wesley is going to simply be a transitional champion. I'm not expecting much from Wesley as NXT North American champion, not because of him, but because I just know, like you can just tell that he's just going to be a transitional champion. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. I would be shocked if they did anything more with uh, Wesley as NXT North American champion. Uh, so anyways, but he has this pretty damn good main event with Carmelo Hayes as expected. I don't think anybody here was expecting a bad match. Um, a lot of really good stuff. Double pump kick between both of them. Um, love the knees from Hayes to, um, to Wesley. And we see Trick... Williams at one point trying to get involved. Wesley goes over the top rope, knocks him out. He's done. But Wesley gets this win. But afterwards, it's finally Dijak. He comes out and pretty much attacks him immediately after this match. We had been getting these, uh, like I said, we had been getting these vignettes for him since I believe like late October. So since late October, they've been promoting him coming into NXT. We still didn't really know very many details. We still didn't even know for sure what the name was going to be. And on NXT today, they were just calling him Dijak. So I think he's just going to be just Dijak again. Um, I don't know if they're going to add to it or not not um so i'm thinking it's just dijak right now but uh obviously former uh t-bar from retribution freaking looks great man he came in took out freaking wesley and i'm just thinking to myself here is our next nxt north american champion and if they do wesley dijak at uh nxt deadline it's gotta be dijak who wins that i'm sorry it's just more it, that's just the way that I think they have to go. I don't think I could buy Wesley actually defeating him. Like, I'm just not there. Uh, no shade against Wesley, but I just don't see it. Um, so, personally, I'm I'm thinking that's the direction we're going. I'm seeing Wesley right now as a transitional champion, and that's kind of where I'm at. And that's why I said I think I would have liked Carmelo Hayes to still be champion this whole entire time. I'm not going to go on the same rant that I went on last time when he lost to Sola Sokoa because that'll just extend the show for no reason but uh had they kept him this really freaking strong champion it would have felt way more important when Dijak came at Dijak came in and would have taken Carmella Hayes out as champion and then they would have done this and I think it would have been just a lot more of more of a bigger deal in my opinion but anyways um he's back looks great looks like a million bucks uh he's what I pictured if you would have told me, oh, this is going to be scripts, I could buy that. That he looks like a script. He doesn't look like a scripts, but the built up scripts actually looks more like what I saw with Dijak here tonight. All right. That's where I'm at with all of that. Um, oh, thank you, Ed Jones. Thank you. He says Dijak should have been scripts, right? Right? I mean, come on. We all saw it there. Um, all right. That is it, guys. That was NXT here tonight, uh, November 22nd. Um, seriously, guys, thank you so much for coming in each and every single week to chat NXT with me. Um, it really means a lot to me all the dang time. I know we're getting into the Thanksgiving spirits. So I just want to let you guys know right now, I'm very thankful for all of you for coming into any or all my shows, whatever platform it's on. Seriously, thank you so much. And before I go, I just do want to promote the YouTube channel because I just hit seven. 79 
10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And yesterday I started daydreaming everybody. And even in my daydream, I got super teary eyed and I don't even, I'm not even there yet, but I'm already imagining it. I imagined myself receiving my 100K YouTube play button. I imagined myself getting it in the mail, opening up the box, taking it out. And I was like, oh, you know, I already cried. And I'm still like 21,000 subscribers away from that. But I'm already envisioning it. Uh, so please, uh, seriously, go to the channel. I have all the AEW full gear media scrums. I have the best video for the MJF one. I promise you, you won't see a better one out there than mine. Uh, so go check it out. Um, on top of that, uh, after the week with myself and Will, a really good show we had uh, uh, this past show that we did was our most super chatted show, which is huge for uh, just huge period. Tons of shorts that I posted, promo wars. I have another promo wars that's going to be coming out this Thursday. And also, I'm going to be dropping an interview with Taya Valkyrie. We spoke today, and I'm going to be dropping that interview on the channel on Friday. So I literally have content going up on that channel every single day, whether it's a live stream, a video or a short, it is going up on the channel in order to get myself to that 100K and beyond. So please check that out. We got a super chat here from Heidi Ho. It's not a bot who says two parts, Jim Bean, one part Coke, lots of ice. That's my recipe. Um, Jim Beam, isn't that like vodka? I don't know. I don't drink, so unfortunately, I cannot, I cannot vouch for this. But I do love Diet Coke, though. I will say that. Uh, but either way, thank you so much for sharing your recipe on here today. Uh, Heidi Ho is not a bot. Guys, thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Have an awesome Thanksgiving, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for AW Dynamite. Bye, everyone.